Well, did you ever think that smoking a cigarette might get you killed or get you a whole bunch of death threats? Listen to this one. Missouri murderer faces threats after winning state prison smoking ban. Okay. A Missouri convicted murderer whose lawsuit forced the state system on Monday to announce a ban on tobacco will seek a transfer out of state because of threats from angry inmates, his lawyer said. Ecclesiastical Washington, who was that's an inmate name, I'll get to his real name later, who was serving a life sentence for strangling and suffocating uh, two women back in the 80s, uh, he the guy that's bringing this lawsuit. Now, after the court prohibited the sale and the use of tobacco under the settlement agreement, the Missouri Department of Corrections says it's sending memos to alert 3,200 inmates to the change. Tobacco will be contraband, prison spokeswoman Karen Pogeman said. Now, Michael Foster, he's Washington's lawyer, said threats from inmates who are losing the opportunity to smoke had already forced Washington to move to another prison. Foster said on Monday they would seek to move Washington out of state. They're worried about what might happen to him. Now, Washington's years-long fight ended around complaints as an inmate at the Crossroads Correctional Center. He had to share cells with heavy smokers despite having asthma. Now, smoking's already prohibited inside the state's 21 adult correctional facilities, but they kind of allowed it. And so they weren't really enforcing any kind of a smoking ban. Now, his lawyer says, hey, you know what? You ban cigarettes from prison, you're going to save money on health, uh, state-covered health care costs. And some research says that's true. Now, U.S. District Judge Nanette Laurie, spelled A-L-A-U-G-H-R-E-Y, ordered the state to ban the tobacco products late last week as part of an agreement. Prison officials said Monday that inmates would be offered smoking cessation classes and counseling. Now, I'm going to stop right here. When I do these shows, people will say stuff to me really using swear words. Like those blank, they, they'll use the blankety blank word. Inmates uh, will, will kill somebody. They'll stab a dog. They'll gut a dog. They'll gut you. They'll be involved in any of the thrill killing. But yet they get to have money for smoking cessation classes when they're saying basically screw everybody. And I'd have to say, I, I don't have an argument. I, I can't defend that, uh, why these inmates should, should get to have smoking cessation classes on the backs of the taxpayer when a lot of single moms, returning vets, and people down who need some help, they can't get a smoking cessation class, but an inmate can. This is wrong, many people would say. Anyway, Washington was sentenced to death in 1989 under the former name of Willie Simmons. See, I told you it was an inmate name, didn't I? Willie Simmons is his real name for the 1987 murders of, let's let's remember these two ladies, Lenora McClendon and Sherry Johnson. So there you have it. Well, is this news? Not really. Let's, let's look at two examples of smoke in the Bible, only one sentence long. First one, Proverbs 10.26 says, As vinegar to the teeth and as smoke to the eyes, so is the sluggard to them that send him. Indicates this smoke environment in the eyes type that has a little bit to do with laziness. Now, here's one that talks about smoke killing people. You may, some of you may out there may know about the end time apocalyptic scenario. I read, Revelation 9.18 says, By these three was the third part of men killed, by the fire, and by the smoke, and by the brimstone. It's not just fire and brimstone. You read that verse clearly, the smoke kills a third of them. So the ancients knew long ago that secondhand smoke was deadly, whether it was from a campfire or whatever. So that's it, folks. Willie Mc, Willie's going to have his little his day in court. What do you want to give me? He's, they're going to get him in the next three years, no matter where they move him. Somebody's going to put a hit out on him, a prison click or whatever they call it, and they're going to get him in the next three years. If you're a betting man, I wouldn't take that bet. 
And what are you going to want to bet that if it does happen, the warden, one, won't lose any sleep, he won't get any demerits, he won't be any fine. In fact, he'll just be business as usual. Folks, thanks for stopping by. Prison News, it's always fun to bring you by and force to research these things together. Bye.
Greetings and welcome to the Prison News Podcast. I'm your host. Today we're going to take a little look at prison financing. I think we may learn some things today. Uh, I've talked to you about this before. Area counties turn down millions in state prison alternative grants. What are these grants? Well, Montgomery County will take its share of $40 million in state money to divert low-level felons from Ohio prisons to local jails. But many counties are rejecting the funds. Now, folks, if this comes to your town, don't buy, don't take that cheese. It's called TCAP, T-CAP. What it really stands for is Targeted Community Alternatives to Prison. Basically, that means they're taking some some convicted felons from the high end, some real tough dudes in many cases, and going to flush them down on your local sheriff. And guess who's going to be making some money? Sometimes it's called a budgeting alternative. <laughs> it's a den of worms. It really is. Okay, so much for our prison lesson and prison funding. Now let's go on some real news. You know, I wouldn't be ethically honest if I didn't say the other side a little bit here. This is called a Shark Tank-style pitch competition, yeah, to help prisoners launch their dream companies. And there's a series of prisoners here. A guy named Cos Marty, he's 31 years old, 
for the last three years, he's been the CEO of Conbody, spelled C-O-N-B-O-D-Y, a prison-style boot camp that has reached 22 counties, tens of thousands of customers. His story of success is similar to that of many CEOs, except for one detail, he started when he was in prison. Now, Marty went on to graduate, uh, be a graduate of Defy Ventures, a nonprofit that connects prisoners with professional mentors to help them start a business. Don't you wish you had something like that? A professional mentor and help me connect you out right up with somebody with that idea that you have, that once in a lifetime idea that'll get you launched. Well, these guys do. Let's get some back to society. It's a six month program. It's known as CEO of your new life. Now, recently, uh, at the Walk Hill, that's a nice name, Walk Hill Correctional Facility in upstate New York, the program was about to reach its natural end for 25 interpreters and trainings, or EITs, with dreams of becoming the next cost mart. Well, they pitched 50 executives before a graduation ceremony. That's basically getting out of prison. Business Insider Ventures inside Wallkill to see firsthand how the uh, Shark Tank-style competition works. And, of course, you walk in here, they have to drop off their weapons. And uh, I, this is just something you need to know about. There's all kinds of people trying to monetize the prison experience. Well, lastly, hundreds of tough guys seek roles in a new prison miniseries, it says here. Uh, we know about this already. I've already covered this. It says they began lining up way before the sunrise, and they had that look that says, don't mess with me. They were hundreds of hopeful movie extras. They wanted. To, they wore their tank tops and their menacing looks, and they were actually answering a casting call for the extras at the now-closed State Correctional Department institution in uh, Woods Run. Now, if chosen, they'll have a small part in the Showtime miniseries Escape at Danamora, which is based on a real-life prison escape. We've already covered that. Uh, before anyway these guys line up they do their screen test and there they are now you may recall what this was is when a warden was i guess he was broken i don't know what happened he allowed a woman to come in there and engineer the escape of two convicted murderers got out on the loose and there they went and then later on this week i'm actually working on the story for the same place yeah you wouldn't believe it just recently a woman uh, was uh, being arrested for some things. I don't quite have all the details yet, but it'll come out later on this uh, next five, six, seven days. She and her boyfriend, something going on apparently, uh, some some bad things going on, and uh, it was the same same prison. Uh, I guess seduction type of thing, maybe. We don't know yet. So these prisons, basically, there's no one really in charge. No no uh, wardens ever get the camera put in their face with the press asking biting questions, asking how come you don't have enough staff here? Why is there money going here? Where, how come you're gone all the time? What's going on? Why is this? You know, those questions are never asked. It's words like no one got hurt or we're looking into it or we're going to review the tape, review the film. Well, somebody's supposed to be on that film live in a, in a booth. But again, you're not supposed to ask those questions. Folks, it's really something. What do you think about these prison stories? Does it help you? Are you beginning to understand that uh, a nation has an underbelly? Every nation has it, including China, where they harvest the organs of prisoners. We don't do that here, do we? And uh, all kinds of things going on to take a look at. Anyway, Lord bless all of you. Take care. Hey, we're getting around. The holidays are going to be coming up here pretty soon. Uh, Just, you know, the turkey, the Christmas, all this. Let's start thinking about some good thoughts. God bless all of you. Bye for now.